Hello, welcome to the Friday, April 17th, 2020 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and I am recording from Jacksonville, Florida. In the past, on Fridays, I often had STI students here for an interview about their recent research projects. Well, I tried something different today. David Brown, he is an STI student that recently finished a really neat paper that talks about how to use AppLocker to successfully defend against living off the land attacks. Well, instead of having him here for an interview, we actually did record a little video where he gets to demonstrate how his improved app locker rules work. The basic trick here is that he made the app locker rules user specific. So users, regular users are even more restricted into what they can execute versus an administrator. By default, app locker does allow all the standard Windows software to operate, which of course is exactly what sort of living off the land attacks are all about. But David's rules make that quite a bit more difficult. So check it out. Links will be in the show notes and also on the Internet Storm Center website. If you go to Thursday's diary, you'll see the video and a link to his paper. And Chihu360 is reporting about uh, Saturday currently being used to build a botnet using Netlink GPON routers. GPON stands for Gigabit Passive Optical Networks, often used sort of in home installations and sort of these fiber to the home setups. And in order to use the exploit, you actually need uh, two stages or two different exploits that have uh, to be executed. The second one of these exploits is already public, but it doesn't really work without the so far not public first exploit. At least the second part that's public looks like a standard router exploit. These routers do have a little ping utility, and this is probably the most common sort of vulnerable tool I see in many of these routers, where the IP address is not validated, it's just being passed to the ping command. And then you have one of those classic command injection vulnerabilities that allow an attacker to execute arbitrary code. This is being used to actively build out these various Gatvi and Mirai style botnets that are going after routers and similar IoT devices. According to Chihu360, the vendor has been notified, but apparently hasn't really responded. Well, respond in the sense that they think the vulnerability wouldn't necessarily work. Well, uh, they have proven differently by actually seeing exploitation in the wild. So at this point, it appears there is no patch from Netlink, but if you're using the equipment, uh, double check every couple of days or so to see if they released something. And the number of users are reporting that signature updates to Windows Security, also known as Windows Defender, are causing the software to crash. The update was apparently released early on Thursday. Now, there are couple different version numbers that are attributed to this particular behavior. If you are affected, you may be seeing pop-up messages telling you that the threat service has stopped and to restart it now. 
it's not really clear what else is sort of required in addition to the particular vulnerable or bad version of signatures and not clear if Microsoft has already fixed it but typically these things tend to be fixed like within less than a day so by the time you're listening to this you may have already downloaded the new version that's fixed. Just as JavaScript has NPM, the Node Package Manager, Ruby has gems. And gems, just like NPM, appear to suffer from similar problems. A researcher has looked at Ruby gems and found 700 malicious gems. Apparently, these gems, according to the hacker news, are typo squatting. So they use similar names as very popular gems. Security company Reversing Labs took a closer look at these gems they found they were uploaded between February 16th and 25th, and their main intent is to redirect cryptocurrency transactions. Shouldn't really be a surprise that a trick that worked pretty well for the bad guys with NPM will be applied to many other languages as well. And remember that earlier this week I mentioned a critical vulnerability in VMware's vCenter directory service. Well, it turns out there is an exploit available now for this vulnerability thanks to the guys at GuardiCore. So better get this patched and make sure you don't expose this vCenter directory service. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.